It's the Basketball Hall of Fame's Legends Podcast. I'm Kyle Belanger. Joining me today is Katrina McLean, a 2012 Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame enshrinee, a two-time Olympic gold medalist, a two-time USA Basketball Female Athlete of the Year, a two-time Kodak All-American, a two-time world champion. She is just about as important to the game of basketball as anyone in the 20th century. Ms. McLean, thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you, Kyle, for having me. Who is that person? I want to get to know her. <laughs> she's she's as good as it gets and it's and it's funny because because your career at the University of Georgia gets more and more impressive every time I go back to review it. It includes records that still stand today. It includes a National Player of the Year in 1987, four NCAA tournament berths, a national runner-up in 85. Three decades later, can you describe just what those locker rooms felt like? Winning got to be a habit awfully quickly, didn't it? Yeah, and you know the thing is, is we we've grown to really we've grown to really love winning. But I mean, everybody loves to win, but it was just a different kind of feel. You know, when we used to go in our locker rooms, you know, we had I mean, there was a lot of com- camaraderie there, and Coach Landis used to always stress. Um, just teamwork, of course, our academics, and for a lot of us athletes who just coming into college, you know, we were, you know, we were coming from schools where we were these dominant players, and and then going to Georgia for me, it was like, okay, it can't be that bad. But then when I got there, it was, you know, running into Jaden Harris, Lisa um, Connor, those those cats, Wanda Holloway, you know, they kind of put me in a different light of okay, what well, I thought I was, but, but you know, now I really got to work hard, so. And I thought I did up until I got to Georgia, but it was great. You know, in the locker room, we had fun. We had a, we worked hard. Um, Coach Coach Ramis put a lot of things in perspective for us, and I didn't like him at first. I really didn't. I thought he was going to be a cool kind of coach, but man, he was tough on me. And you know, he used to call me names like Candy Butt, and it really, you know, it really got on my nerves. So Teresa used to always tell me. You know, because she was my roommate, she'd always tell me, "Tree, you gotta, you know, you got, you gotta fight back in practice. You can't let Dan Harris and them just keep kicking you to the floor." And I was just like, "Yeah, but they're strong, man. No, you gotta do it." So one day I did, and I'm glad I did. But you know, I've grown to appreciate Coach Landers a whole lot more after the fact. You know, we, we I, I've understood how hard um, he was working to make us um, individuals outside of the court, and that was so important. It was, it was. And we mentioned, you mentioned two names there that I'd love to dig a little deeper into. Of course, Coach Andy Landers, uh, who is uh, an institution of his own in Athens, and your roommate and fellow Hall of Famer, Teresa Edwards. Can you talk to me about how Coach Landers landed both you and Teresa? Uh, That's, what a coup of of basketball recruiting to get both of you uh, in, in a span of essentially weeks. Yeah, you know, and, and it's kind of weird because I'm like, man, it's just how things came together. You know, when I first saw Teresa in Florida, I believe it was, at an AAU tournament, um, she was playing this game, this video game, and I was watching her going, like, who is that? Is that her? Is that her? She was, but I heard so much about it, but I didn't know her, you know, but I, you know, but I've heard of her. And so just to see her come to the school initially, I was supposed to be rooming with 
Susie Gardner because I had gotten to know Susie Gardner because I was just a big old introvert. So when I went to Georgia camp and everything, I got to know the, the players there, so I became more comfortable, but I never really um, got to meet Teresa. So when I, you know, I went to the school, I was thinking I was going to be rooming with Susie Gardner. And then when I walked into the room, I saw Teresa Edwards' family pictures on, the, on her <laughs> desk and everything. I was like, oh, my God. I said, this is not Susie Gardner's family, it's Teresa, you know, like, I was like, oh my God, but I was freaking out, you know, but, because I was so shy, and I didn't know her, but it ended up, we ended up being best friends, and, I mean, the best of friends even now, so, and like I said, Coach Landis, I guess he knew what he was doing, you know, he was just wanting to make sure we had a guard and a, um, a post player, and so, we, and Teresa and I ended up being great roommates, she was good for me, she taught me a lot even about the game and everything. And uh, we had to be patient with each other, even with the teammates, you know, and with the coach as well. But like I said, I can't say enough about Coach Landers. Great guy, great coach, great person. You know, he's there. He was always there for us on and off the court. Even now I could call him up, hey, Coach, what's going on? How you doing? You know, he's just a great guy and just a great coach. Now, you played in a total of 11 USA basketball teams, uh, totaling six gold medals. Uh, your first was as a sophomore at Georgia um, in the World University Games. How did you know, talk about Katrina McLean being an introvert when you arrived in Athens? How did that experience help to shape the world outlook for a young Katrina McLean? Um, well, the good thing was, the, Teresa, it was Lisa and Susie Gardner, and who else was on that, and, and, you know, well, myself, we were all on that sports festival team, and that was the first time that I guess I kind of sort of came out of my shell a little bit. You know, I didn't start that um, on that team. I was playing behind, I think it was Regina Street from USC, and, um, and the good, you know, the good thing was that when I came off the bench, I was still able to do some good work for the team, you know, so I was excited about that, you know, just to be able to play and um, get a lot of playing time, and, um, but actually, it kind of opened up my shell, and we kind of went, you know, when I went back to the team at Georgia, I was kind of sort of um, more gelled and, you know, ready, and more of an extrovert, but not too much, but I was able to come out of my shell a little bit more, but it was just excited to play with some of the players who were already there, so that kind of helped, helped the situation as well. It did. And then also your two Olympic gold medals, of course, in 88 in Seoul, Korea, Korea. And then in 1996, essentially in your backyard, being a, a Charleston girl who grew up in South Carolina and then played in Georgia to win that gold medal in Atlanta. Looking back, what are the differences, the, the main differences between those two medals uh, to you personally? Well, um, golly, Atlanta, Atlanta was just it was pivotal, it was critical, it was crucial, it was necessary, it was right on time. You know, it was, my family was able to be there to support us, and um, I just can't explain, you know, how how great it was just being there, being able to play in our backyard. And, you know, the difference was, of course, 88, um, it, it, was, it was great because it was my first, you know, like my first Olympic experience, and... Um, got to see Seoul, Korea, and got to see the, uh, the the other side of the world, you know, and how they view uh, competition, you know. And it was, for me, it was the first time to really see that, wow, they look at uh, female athletes on a different level, 
been, I mean, been per se, you know, even here in the States, you know, so they value their athletes. And I mean, not that we don't value our athletes here, but I mean, as far as being a female, it was just, it was really taking a lot. It's it given me a different outlook, you know, when just playing sports overseas. So the difference was, you know, for 88, it was my first um, experience playing out there, and I really enjoyed it. Um, and then in 96, it was totally different because it was at home. So it was a different kind of feel, and my family got to enjoy it, and my friends got to see it, and I was just excited to be a part of a great team. And it was a great team. And you're right. Like, I mean, there is that that expectation. A, a host city, a host country is supposed to appear in the medal round and is supposed to win the gold medal. So I think it was extra important that that team won, like you said, right on time. It couldn't have been more appropriate at, for, for, the, for the new era of women's basketball to begin, for sure. Now, your international professional career took you to Spain, Turkey, Italy, and Japan. I'm wondering how much your Olympic and your international experience, obviously the professional uh, opportunities in the United States hadn't yet really developed where they are now. And yet you talk about the way that the women athletes were adored and appreciated overseas at that time. How important was that when you made your decision to play professionally overseas versus maybe staying domestically and exploring other options? Um, I mean, we had no choice. We had no other choice. So for us, it was just, it was a given. You know, we were going overseas to play ball, you know, when um, Turkey, well, actually when I was interested in going overseas from the time I was, that I had gotten out of college, Japan was the first one that actually approached me. So for me, it was like, it was, it was, there was nothing else. So, you know, for us, it was normal to consider going overseas. You know, we didn't have those opportunities that they have here now, but but we embraced it as if it was just in our backyard. <laughs> Even though it wasn't, it was a thing of going away, like a, like a nice long vacation. Uh, no, you know, you can't talk on the phone too long because your phone bill will definitely show <laughs> otherwise and, <laughs> and show why the reasons why you don't want to be on the phone too much. But we had a great time. I enjoyed learning about the different cultures. You know, my teammates were really good and, um, you know, sharing that with me, sharing, help, you know, helping me learn the language, um, just understand the way that things were different there than it was here. You know, it, it just kind of made it, made it okay to be there. You know, even though it was miles and miles away from home, it just made it easier for us because they really helped us to adjust and adapt to their cultures. And um, just it, it was kind of hard accepting the fact that it wasn't here in the States like that, you know, for us. And so, now, I mean, now that they have the WNBA, I think that's great. They have the EPL. Um, it just kind of really showed the growth of women's professional basketball. One of the things that I love so much about your career, Katrina, is the way that your playing career ended with the Atlanta glory of the ABL in 1998 with the head, with head coach and teammate, Teresa Edwards. Uh, can you talk about how that decision brought you full circle? Yeah, it, it, it was a kind of a love-hate thing. I mean, the bowl would have been to win it all. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been the ball. <laughs> that would have been great, but um, because I was, you know, I was hurt most of the time, and that kind of just didn't—that wasn't a good feeling for me. Because being someone who 
who just, you know, loved the game so much. And, you know, of course, I depended on the fact that I had great limbs and, you know, I was injury-free all of my career pretty much. So, you know, I thank God for that. But, I, you know, it was, I was just I stayed injured, you know, and, and that didn't help the situation. So, for me, I mean, I was glad, yeah, Teresa was the coach and everything, and that was really good, and that was, you know, I really wanted to, to do more than I did as well because I knew that, you know, I wanted her, you know, to have a great experience as a coach, um, player. And, and even though, you know, she did, she learned a lot of stuff as well. So, we, you know, I, I kind of have a love-hate thing. Like I said, I didn't play my full potential but yet, you're right, it was right there in Atlanta. I couldn't have asked for a better team, you know, because we had great, we had great um, teammates. Finally, Katrina, what does it mean to be working with the Hall of Fame at this stage in your life? At this stage, um, golly, you know, the Hall of Fame has brought so much. Oh, man, I just can't explain. From the first time that they told me I was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2012, I was so excited, you know, and just to have another opportunity to show that all that hard work, I mean, all that hard work is paid off because, you know, it didn't go unnoticed. You know, the Hall of Fame is just really recognizing athletes, student athletes, for for the great work that they have done on and off the court, you know, if you you will. you know, and it just made me, even now, you know, just being able to give back to the Hall, because the Hall of Fame has given back to so many of us, you know, we just kind of want to give back in, in any way that we can. You know, just being able to go back and um, to, to, to see the other athletes that are coming in, the new athletes, they just make you feel, get that family feeling all over again, like, man, this is great, this is awesome. I'm so glad that, that they have actually doing this for us, you know, because it's, I mean, I just can't, I can't think of a better way to go out and, you know, getting old and everything, you know, (laughs) still being recognized as one of the greats, it's just an awesome feeling. She is a legend of the game like no other, a two-time Olympic gold medalist, two-time USA Basketball Female Athlete of the Year, two-time Kodak All-American, and a 2012 Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame in Shriney. She is Katrina McLean. Katrina, thanks so much for this. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Carl. Thanks for having me again.